Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a highly respected and accomplished leader from USA, Ramloti Wood. Ramloti, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm uh, happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, Ramloti is the president of the Haidakhandi Universal Ashram. She served as the chair of the San Luis Valley Coalition for Youth Services for three years. And she's the president of the American Haidakhan Samaj for five years. So Ramloti, you know, when I was reading about you, you had such an amazing journey in mm -hmm. your path towards Hinduism. Tell me about your journey and what attracted you to Hinduism. I've always been deeply spiritual. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be really touching to me that it wasn't, you had to be, you know, it seemed like they were so welcoming to all. Correct. To all the, yeah, to all the different forms of the divine, let's put mm. it that way. Mm. And I'm also deeply touched by ritual. I love ritual and there's no lack of ritual in the, Hindu tradition for sure. I just love the singing, the chanting, the incense, the the pujas, the fire ceremonies, you name them, I love them. Mm. And so they all touched my heart. And and even more so than once I read Autobiography of a Yogi, which we might talk about later, yeah. um, and and found out about Harika and Babaji or Ma Avatar Babaji. Mm. Um then I was totally sold. Mm. My heart Amazing. Just knew that somehow there must have been lifetimes of me with with him. Absolutely. And so it all came together. Absolutely. And, you know, that is the other wonderful thing that I have always experienced about Hinduism, that you can actually relate and believe that you've had a lifetime with your own spiritual leader, which is what you are exactly telling me. And I believe you completely. I I believe I've had, I mean, there's a beautiful story in the Sriman Devi Bhagavatam where Vishnu is talking to Narada about um, Mahamaya and he, he wants to see Maya, Mahamaya and then he gets changed into a beautiful woman and he lives, Narada lives a whole life as a queen, mm. not even remembering that he's the son of a Brahma. And uh, then afterwards he asked Vishnu, he said, how did this happen? How could I forget all this kind of thing and mm -hmm. get totally wrapped up in being a queen, a mother, a grandmother? And and Vishnu said, you know, you don't know how many thousands of lives you have led. Right. And I believe that. Mm -hmm. Well said. Well said. And you know, you, you have uh, you're a, you're a very big follower of Babaji. Uh, tell me a little bit about what took you to him. And what are some of the key teachings uh, and how are some of them relevant today? Well, like I said, I read Autobiography of Yogi. So yeah. I was already interested in Eastern mysticism, I would say, and, mm. you know, Tibetan, Buddhism, all these things. But then I read that and I just knew Babaji was my guru. Mm. When I met Babaji in India um, in 1981, um, Everything clicked. 
Hmm. The simplicity. I mean, his ashram is up in the foothills of the Himalayas, yeah. up in the, the Kumoan foothills. Hmm. That hike several hours through Gotamaganga River to even get there. Hmm. In those days, there was hardly any electricity, no plumbing. Hmm. You know, we carried our water up the stairs. It was very simple. We lived on the roof, and I loved it. Hmm. I just loved it. Yeah, yeah. I loved his teachings. To live lives of truthfulness, simplicity, and love. Hmm. Be of service to humankind, to all of the universe, and to repeat the name of God 24 hours a day, if you could. How wonderful. And, you know, you've been you've uh, spoken about uh, teaching uh, teaching of, uh, the, the autobiography of a yogi by Swami Paramahansa Yogananda. And I've read that a couple of times myself. What is the association between Babaji and Swamiji? Well, in the book, um, Maha Avatar Babaji appeared to um, uh, Lahiri Mahasaya, mm -hmm. whose teacher was Yukta, uh, whose uh, disciple was Yukteswar, mm -hmm. and then uh, Swami Paramahansa Yogananda was his disciple. Mm -hmm. And so this is the story that he tells about mm. Maha Avatar Babaji mm. in that of him manifesting the beautiful golden temple. Mm. I and so, yeah, that's, and so I read that, I said a prayer, because mm. it says, if you mention my name, you'll receive a blessing. Mm. I said a prayer, and, and it, because the story in the book seemed not possible for me. I mm. had children. Mm. I was a single mother. Mm. Um, I certainly was not going to jump from a cliff in the Himalayas like mm. um, Babaji asked one disciple to do. Mm. But still, after feeling that prayer, some years later, I found out that he had actually taken a human form, mm -hmm. or I believe he did, mm. in 1970, and many most of his devotees do. And then I was actually go, mm. I could go and visit him. So I felt like that was a, a great blessing that I received. Mm. And I had many experiences of him knowing everything I was speaking and uh, him turning into golden light. And just, I guess, maybe the one of the biggest miracles, I mean, is just that he filled me so much with his love mm. that in 40 over 40 years i haven't looked elsewhere wow i've been filled and i know that's not usual for most mm. people they're mm. looking here and there for the instant realization or enlightenment mm. like mm. no i'm i i trust him i know that whatever i'm doing is the right thing um, if I ask in prayer for guidance. So I think that's a great miracle to be at peace mm -hmm. and happiness. Mm. How wonderful. And, you know, uh, Ramlodi, after you met him uh, in 81, uh, you'd also told me that uh, he gave you your name. And for my viewers and listeners, tell us the meaning of Ramlodi. I know it's not a very common name in India, yes, and yet it comes from Ram. So there's Ram Das, there's Ram everything in India. Yeah, Loti is the feminine of the Lota, 
not the lotus, not the lotus yes. flower, but the yep. lota, the water vessel, the carrying Correct. vessel. Correct. So when Babaji gave me that name, I said, oh, what does it mean? And he gave it to me the first day I met him, mm. which is not always the general thing either. Mm. And so I said, well, Babaji, what does that mean? Mm. And because uh, I didn't speak Hindi, I didn't know mm. anything when I went to India in 1981. Mm. I didn't know anything. Mm. I just knew I was pulled by my heart. Mm. And so I said, you go speak to Sastri. So there's a wonderful um, Vedic scholar who was always with Babaji, Vishnu Dutt Shastri mm. from Rajgard, mm. um, Rajasthan. And I went and told him, I said, Babaji gave me the name Ramloti. What does it mean? Mm. He said, Oh, very good name. Mm. He said, one who carries God, Ram, in her heart Correct. at every moment when she's sleeping, when she's working, when she's speaking, when she's dancing. Mm. How she's wonderful. Singing. How wonderful. And then after that, you came back to the U.S. and you set up the Haidakandi Universal Ashram. Um, tell me about some of the work you do at the ashram. Well, there was a few years in between coming back. I made mm -hmm. a few more trips to be with Babaji. Yeah. Um, and then he left his body in 84. Mm. And in 86, we decided to build an ashram here. Mm. And what is the work that goes on here? It's nonstop. You do everything, mm. particularly in the early days. Um, one of my main jobs is uh, the Pujari jobs, duties, mm. um, waking up early, 3.34 in the morning morning, taking your bath and being ready to go over and wake the beautiful Divine Mother Murti that we have here mm -hmm. um, and dressing her and, you know, bathing her and dressing her afresh and offering her food and everything and preparing for the seven o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. RT where everyone comes and sings. So that was one of my main jobs mm -hmm. for many years, but I also sometimes with the cooks and I'm also, the one who's most knowledgeable, particularly in these last mm. many years, on the computer, and I'm the one who does all the um, networking, all the live streaming, all the newsletter writings, all the um, online auctions, fundraising. Mm. I travel around the country mm. uh, doing tours, telling people about the ashram and the Divine Mother and Babaji. Mm. It's never you know, a dull moment. I run uh, the shop, too. <laughs> okay, okay, and and I think you're doing really great work, but tell me again, how what is the relevance of Hinduism? And I know you know a lot about Hinduism and are a practicing Hindu. What is the relevance of Hinduism in USA and the world today? People are looking for something. The amount of people that have come here. As soon as we opened up more, even though we're still limited in our opening up, we're not totally open since the pandemic, but we're pretty much, but more people are coming every day. Mm. And this is not easy. We're four hours away from Denver. We're mm. out in the sticks out of people, 8,500 foot elevation mm. with a population of a couple thousand people in the village that we're located. So mm. um, people are looking. They're not happy inside. There's so much noise in the world. And this is something that people, particularly the simplicity of the of the teachings, they fall in, I think they fall in love with the, the beauty 
of the tradition. Mm. You know, uh, doing the pujas. They love the fire ceremonies. Mm. Love the chanting. Mm. But also this idea of karma yoga. Correct. Where everybody comes and they work and serve. And we encourage them to repeat the name of God. Mm. If they have a prayer in their heart, we say say it. Whether it's to Jesus or Buddha or Shiva or Mother Mm -hmm. Um, if not, we encourage Om Namah Shivaya because that was the general one that Babaji also gave us if we didn't have another one. And they they feel peace. They feel peace in the temple, in the beautiful surroundings. We have 101 acres here. We're off the grid. We have um, organic gardens and greenhouse. You know, it's, it's beautiful. Fabulous. I must come and visit you. When I'm in the so. US next, yeah. I look forward to that. Yes. But let's now talk, you know, your response on karma yoga gives me an interesting segue to my next set of questions. Uh, I'd love to get your perspective on Babaji's thoughts on karma yoga. Uh, Baba didn't speak a lot, but what he did speak, spoke a lot about karma yoga. Hmm. He said um, that to do, the traditional yoga that most of us maybe picture, and we might be talking about yoga too, I don't know, but where people will sit for 10 hours in meditation. Mm-hmm. It's not so available to most of our minds these Correct. days. Correct. Definitely not my mind. Um, and that karma yoga is really the the yoga of the, of the time. I know when, um, you know, when, uh, when Babaji appeared to Lahiri, he talked about Kriya Yoga. Mm. Um, and they took that to mean a lot of meditation and things mm. like that. Um, but now Baba was speaking about Karma Yoga, which is meditation and action. Mm. Mm. And so it's constantly repeating the name of God, but doing work. Mm. So whether it's cleaning or planting gardens, doing the computer work, whatever it might call to. Mm. Um, so Babaji said um, that until people get back into working with mm. that kind of devotion, that there'll always be um, uneasiness in people's mind and they'll always have unkind thoughts about one another. So he said, karma yoga is the answer. Mm. People have to get to work and serve. And so it's easy because people come here and they stay maybe a weekend or a week or a month. And then they say, well, how can we bring this home? You know, how can you? And I said, it's easy. You're already a karma yogi. Hmm. Might be a teacher. You might be a business person. You might be a stay-at-home parent. Whatever it is that you get up and you dedicate your day, whatever way you do that with prayer or meditation or some spiritual reading you dedicate your day offering it to the divine and then you do your work the best you can always thinking and well said well said yeah those are the teachings of babaji is that karma yoga in the yoga of the times and very important for us and of course you know uh, lord krishna talks about karma karma yoga too to Arjun yep. in the in the field of mind, the Mahabharata in the Gita, where he exactly. says it's our task to just keep doing what you are supposed to do without asking for anything in return. Exactly. And what a beautiful 
Beautiful teaching. Mm, well said. Tell me another thing, uh, Ramloti, that the whole concept of yoga uh, around the world has just become one of exercise when it's much, much more. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts. Well, my understanding of yoga is yoga is that it's coming into yoga with the divine, coming into union yes. with the divine. And actually, like you've already um, referred to, there's many ways of doing that. And one of the ways is through the practical or the physical um, postures and things like that, which is one of the reasons for that is to actually uh, culture your nervous system and mind so you can actually sit in quiet Dion meditation. So that's another kind of yoga is Dion. And then there's the um, intellectual yoga, which we call Gyan yoga. There's the bhakti yoga, which I love also. It goes pretty much hand in hand with karma yoga. And the bhakti yoga would be setting up the fire ceremony, singing, playing the harmonium, all these kind of things, doing the pujas, dressing mother. Um, so there's all these different kinds and people just aren't aware of it. Let's face it, you know, the times are for most people very bodily orientated, shall we say that? Mm -hmm. And if yoga can make somebody more attractive and also hopefully bring them some peace as mm -hmm. well. Um, so it's sort of the cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and our bodies are our own temples. And it is our responsibility to look after our own bodies. So Exactly. So it's a very important yoga. Mm -hmm. And I, I know many yoga teachers who also incorporate, you know, some chanting and meditation. And so they do bring in all the wisdom, the Ashtanga yoga, the eight limbs yeah. of yoga. So it's... Fascinating. And my last question to you, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Based on all your learnings, your own journey, um, your own bhakti of Babaji and all the great work you are doing, what would you say are three lessons or three learnings you want our viewers and listeners to take away? I, I yes, <laughs> that's a big question. Mm. Um, I think it's to be at peace mm. with where you are. Yeah, I see people, and so many people come here, and a lot of I've really been sort of distressed. A lot of our teens that are coming here, who I've watched grow up over the last thirty years or mm. twenty years, however mm. long they've been coming very anxious, a lot of anxiety. So instead of just be at peace. No, we're probably not going to be perfect. I goof up often. But this idea of being peaceful and understanding that the divine, mm -hmm. uh, there was a time when I did something really um, not acceptable mm -hmm. in Haragon. I mean, I was carrying Baba's bag and I dropped it down the side of the mountain. Everything fell off and I fell and tripped and, you know, and, and in that moment he was playing with me and he said, hopeless lady. Mm. And I just was like this. And 
I remember finally realizing that this is Babaji. Mm. Just look into his eyes. And all I could see is love. Mm. And what I remember realizing at that moment was that there was nothing I could do that would increase God's love for me, mm. Babaji's love for me. Mm. And there was nothing I could do that would diminish it. And that is a huge lesson for us to remember. It's called unconditional love is mm. what it is really called. Yeah. And few of us, you know, have experienced it 100% yeah. like that. And so it's be at peace. Absolutely. Uh, speak to your divine connection. Mm. Ask for the help you need because we all need that help and the guidance. And it will be there. How wonderful. How wonderful. And on that note, Ramloti, and your amazing comment right at the end, be at peace where you are. Seek the unconditional love of your own God or whoever you believe in. Thank you so much for speaking to me about your amazing journey, about how you found Babaji in 1981, about all his teachings uh, to you. Thank you for talking to me about all the great work you are doing at the Haidakandi Ashram uh, in the U.S., I'm certainly going to plan a visit next time I'm in the US uh, later, early next year. And thank you also for speaking to me about karma yoga and its importance and how uh, you know there are so many different aspects of yoga. Thank you again and good luck to you. Thank you. And thank you for the work you're doing as well. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.